Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Speak Now Pro Wrestling. It is Denise here on the channel, and we have to discuss a pretty, uh, I would say, kind of newsworthy week for NXT for sure, because we officially had 18 names get called up from the NXT roster over to, uh, to Raw and SmackDown. Now, originally, I had thought we were probably going to get like six, six names or so, and we ended up getting so many more than that. So we're going to break that down here today and additionally we're going to talk about what went down today on NXT because there were a couple of announcements and also some things that we can kind of predict down the line because things did kind of get a little messy there with the WWE draft and certain talents being taken away but first and foremost before we get into uh, the entire podcast I do want to say that today's show is being sponsored by Wrestle Rumble in fact Wrestle Rumble will be sponsoring three shows this week they will be sponsoring today's NXT post show tomorrow's AEW Dynamite post show and also this Friday night Smackdown post show so thank you so much to our sponsors Wrestle Rumble we'll talk more about them in just a second also if you want to help support this podcast give this podcast some love get your question your comment your statement your opinion whatever it is right here on the stream you are more than welcome to send in a super chat you do I will read those here on the air and it's just a good way to support the podcast also in our final segment of tonight so towards the end of today's stream if you are a YouTube member here on the channel, you will be allowed slash, I guess, invited onto the stream here today. Uh, this will be the second time that I bring on YouTube members, and that'll be happening at the ending of the show. And we will be getting your guys' thoughts on the draft, mainly regarding NXT talent, as well as your thoughts on today's show. And that'll be taking place at the end. So if you guys do want to become a YouTube member at any point through the show, you're more than welcome to. But we're kicking things off with our first Super Chat of the night. And this is from Steven, who says, perfect ending for Indy. Excited for her Raw debut. Brandon Roseanne sends in a Super Chat saying, remind me again why they had to take the belt off of Roxanne. Hope it was all worth it. Man, you know, one of the things that I said, the second that Indy Hartwell was was drafted over to the main roster was why did they take the belts off of Roxanne Perez and on top of that on top of that there was an opportunity at NXT spring breaking to literally crown a new champion in either Roxanne Perez or Tiffany Stratton as well but so to me and I said this before but this tells me that this was kind of a last minute decision or at least it feels like a last minute decision same thing for Alba Fire and Isla Dawn considering that they were tag team champions and then they made a match with Katana and Kaden and then they were also drafted so a lot of this does kind of feel like some last minute decision making but we'll talk about that and more here today thank you so much to brandon rosen for sending in this super chat um thank you so much we got heidi ho who says god damn it <laughs> heidi ho says these nuts nuts salsado <laughs> Okay, I'm dead. Um, I want that to be my new birth name. I'm gonna go to the DMB tomorrow. First thing, change my name to D's Nuts Salcedo. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm dying because I was like in I, my brain was like in NXT mode, so my brain is full with NXT conversation and then Heidi Ho just hits me with these nuts Salcedo oh man by the way shout out to Will we're gonna miss Will uh it was a very emotional last episode of ATW if you guys didn't catch that check that out uh I had to do everything in me to like not bust out freaking 
a tear on this show because, well, you guys know how I feel about that, but uh, I fought, man, and I fought hard, and you can tell in that video. But anyways, uh, the these nuts, uh, I was very happy that that all got started on uh, Day After Dynamite when I got Will with the when these nuts are in your mouth joke. <laughs> it's very embarrassing that uh, these nuts jokes are still doing it, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> Sheldon Jackson, a good supporter here of the show, says, Index, the greatest love story NXT or WWE ever had, and I'm happy now that it ended in NXT, especially after Dexter got released and came back always back to her. And thank you so much to Sheldon for sending this in. Uh, John Deller also sends in a super chat. Didn't write in a comment, but thank you so much to John. Alvin Alver... Alvin Everett sends in a super chat saying Von Wagner and me and Mr. Stone pointing out SummerSlam 92 was funny AF. And we're going to talk about Von Wagner in just a second. Uh, but thank you so much to Alvin for also sending in the super chat. It's much appreciated. Thank you very much. <clears throat> Oh man, guys, these, uh, let's get into it. So let's actually start off with Indy Hartwell because I feel like that is where we should probably start the conversation and then continue on from here. So Indy Hartwell has officially been drafted to Monday Night Raw. She is, is previously, uh, she was the NXT Women's Champion and she was drafted to Raw. So as I mentioned earlier on Tuesday, we were just here talking about spring breaking and this triple threat match between Indy Hartwell, Tiffany Stratton, and Roxanne Perez. And my estimation or my prediction of that was I legitimately thought that Indy Hartwell was going to retain, but that she was going to retain because we were most likely going to see Roxanne Perez go to the main roster. And we couldn't, well, I couldn't have been more wrong in the sense that it ended up being, whoa, it ended up being the opposite. And instead, we ended up, Roxanne Perez is still on NXT and Indy Hartwell is moving up. Now, of course, for Indy, it kind of feels like, you know, we've talked about this numerous times, but she was kind of left, you know, she was left to her to her own self when the way left and, you know, Johnny Gargano went a different direction then eventually went back to the main roster. But Dexter Loomis gets called up, Austin Theory gets called up Candice LeRae is gone and so everybody kind of in her world those people that she was associated with in storyline went off in different paths and Indy Hartwell was still there so this felt like a long time coming for Indy so even though it's kind of like oh man she just kind of had the opportunity to become NXT Women's Champion if only this would have happened sooner for her then she would have been able to do more with the championship belt but, you know, just a couple weeks later and, you know, really just not even a month later and after winning the NXT Women's Championship at Stand and Deliver and she's drafted over to Raw. So it's almost like a little bit of sucky timing, but at the same time, it's like, damn, you're going to the main roster. So, you know, that's going to be really awesome within itself for her. Well, anyways. So she comes out there and she has a pretty emotional, very, very, very nice uh, promo to close out the show. So she basically says that she was 23 when she walked into NXT, when she walked into the Performance Center. She's 26 now, so three years. And she talks about the importance of the women's division, how she was a fan of the Black and Gold era. She talks about that women's NXT championship and what it all means and how people doubted her, but that she found 
the way. Then she went into talking about the, the members of the way and how she ended up forming a bond. She recapped some of her memories in NXT, including her wedding with Dexter Loomis, uh, winning the title at Stand and Deliver. And she talks about that match at Spring Break in where she had an ankle sprain, but she didn't want to end her reign as NXT Women's Champion on the medical table. So you definitely got to respect her for that a whole lot, by the way, because she went back into that match and she, you know, she finished the job that she was, you know, going to do. And afterwards, this Friday, she gets drafted to Raw. She talks about how she can't believe it. May 8th, she is going to be now in a new home and that is going to be on the Red Brand. After this, she basically announces what is going to be happening for the future of the NXT Women's Championship. And that is that there is going to be a tournament that is going to be a four-week tournament to determine who will become the next NXT Women's Champion. And the finals of that tournament are going to be taking place at NXT Battlegrounds, which is May 28th. So by May 28th, we will have a brand new champion for the women now who that's going to be i don't know i don't know if they're going to give it back to roxanne perez and let her actually have a real championship run with it because that's what a lot of people wanted including myself uh i don't know if they're going to just go balls out and maybe give it to tiffany stratton because she's someone that's very popular and um you know, she's she's a character that people really like. She's a very good bad girl. And I think people would love to see what a uh, NXT with Tiffany Stratton as women's champion looks like. So I don't know. You could either go with your top baby face in Roxanne or you can go with Tiffany Stratton on this one, or they can completely surprise us and give us someone totally different. So after this, she kind of has her moment, and this is a really sweet moment because after her promo and the announcement that she makes, she's like, all right, guys, now I got to figure out how I'm going to get out of this ring. And so then out of nowhere, Dexter Loomis, uh, her hubby, uh, comes out from underneath the ring and helps her out. And so she's escorted out. And the last thing that you see is Dexter Loomis carrying her away. And she's got like the thumbs up. And that was a really kind of a nice way to end the show because he's carrying her off to the main roster. And this wedding, this relationship between Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis has been like the best thing for Dexter Loomis. It's like the thing people are interested in because his time on the main roster hasn't necessarily been that great. Um, but I think now with the added addition of Indy Hartwell, it's going to definitely give them both something to do on, um, on Raw and circle back with that storyline. So afterwards, we ended up seeing all of the women on NXT Brawl, and that's pretty much how this show closed out. So a very endearing moment for Indy Hartwell. I do not know who's going to become the new NXT Women's Champion. It's all kind of a mess. So if you guys have any predictions or anybody that you think it should be, let me know in the comments. So we got a couple of super chats. This one's from Justin Martin, who says, I had a huge smile on my face watching that indie for wet farewell. Beautiful moment for Index. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. So that's always a really nice quote. That's like one of the most famous quotes that like I always see on like Tinder and not Tinder. Oh my gosh. Why did I say Tinder? Um, Tumblr. Sorry, guys. I meant Tumblr, not Tinder. I'm not even on Tinder. All the... All right. I was thinking Tumblr. Uh, so those are the quotes we see on Tumblr. Uh, you know, all of those like, you know, 
well, God, like I remember back in the day when we used to be like on MySpace. I know I'm MySpace old. MySpace, when we used to put our favorite like quotes and stuff with glitter and be jeweled uh, and you would see this, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Um, anyway, so whatever. Just exposing myself over here. Justin Martin, thank you so much for the super chat. Heidi Ho sends in a very generous super chat. Heidi Ho says, it's amazing that NXT can lose so many women and it still feels like they have a stacked women's division. Shout out to the NXT staff for developing so much talent on a consistent level. Oh, and it's Denise Nuts Salcedo. Thank you very much, Heidi Ho. Thank you very much. So in when regards, and I've mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but I feel very, very, very strongly about the NXT women's division. The NXT women's division has given me so much hope. And even later today, we're going to talk about a new name for the women's division that was uh, made their debut here today. And Danny Palmer, we'll talk about her later. But they truly have done a good job with the women. And I think my favorite thing, and I've said this before, is that they're all very different. And when you have a very different variety you have like this buffet of talents that you can pick and choose from and do all these different matchups that to me is very fun because every girl feels very different from the other one and so you know seeing all of them and seeing some of them have some really big uh growth uh we've mentioned tiffany stratton she's like the first one you think of when you think of this massive growth but when you think of people like tiffany stratton uh cora jade roxanne perez you kind of get excited about what the future is going to look like for the women on the main roster you know in the next you know five or so years you know these are going to be the women that are you know headlining your wrestlemanias they're gonna be up there and so kind of seeing them uh do pretty well right now on nxt the women's division is my favorite thing on nxt it's the thing that i feel they've gotten the most right when it comes to uh nxt 2.0 and this new uh era of nxt so thank you so much to heidi ho for that uh chris gibbs sends in a super chat saying I like the draft picks. It keeps NXT strong while building up the women's tag division. And it had truly been a long time since we had really even seen anybody get called up from NXT over to the main roster. And so and even, oh, that was something that Grayson, oh my God, that was even something that Grayson Waller recently mentioned when he had that whole uh, Grace uh, Waller effect with Shawn Michaels recently, like not too long ago where a lot of you guys remember this when he said, you know, this is supposed to be developmental and we're all supposed to be going, getting called up and nobody's gotten called up. And it was true. It had been a really long time since we had seen people get called up to Raw or SmackDown. So anyway, so that's been good to see. Thank you so much to Chris Gibbs for sending uh, in that super chat. We got one here from the Bep Jr. who says Cora Jade should be in the same category for the title. I agree. Her feud with Roxanne Perez a couple months ago was legitimately one of my favorite stories that they were telling on, on NXT. I thought, here's the thing, like Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez, they had a really strong feud. And that's what I thought Gigi Dolan, JC Jane had the potential of being. It hasn't been the same level of Cora Jade versus Roxanne Perez. And that's kind of the level that I would like to see it in. And Cora Jade was kind of, you know, off for a little bit. And so she's kind of recently had to kind of get back that momentum that she's had prior to her being away for a bit. She still hasn't gotten it all the way back. But um, I, I hope we do get to see her uh, 
you know, get back into the fold of things because she really was a name that we were talking about a whole lot, very consistently a couple of months ago. So uh, thank you so much to the Beb Jr. for sending in uh, the super chat and also mentioning Cora Jade because that's a very strong name of somebody that I think should definitely be up there. She could also be NXT Women's Champion for sure. Jake Salazar sends in a super chat saying, Denise, do you prefer Yankees or the Expos? Why does this feel like you're trying to get me with a D's nuts joke? Yank these nuts, expose these nuts. No, Jake Salazar, I know you. I know your plans. I'm keeping an eye out for you. I know this is a D's nuts joke, uh, but Jake Salazar, I appreciate the attempt being made here. Uh, I appreciate that. <clears throat> All right, so let's press on from here, guys, and let's talk about uh, the headline of today's podcast, which is the 18 names that were drafted to the main roster. So we need to break these down, and if they were on today's show, I'll make sure to let you know what's going on with these per with these people. So let's start off, and let's start off with SmackDown. So the names that are officially going to SmackDown from the NXT roster include Grayson Waller. Pretty Deadly, which is Elton Prince and Kit Wilson, Cameron Grimes, your NXT Tag Team Champions, Alba Fire, and Isla Dawn. So let's start with Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller has been one of the top names on NXT. So for those of you who haven't been watching the show, he's legitimately been a featured act. He's gotten the rub from guys like AJ Styles on the show because they had like a little mini, you know, feud that they did on NXT. He's been the guy that did a story with Shawn Michaels where Shawn Michaels was kind of dealing with a, uh, a version of himself in Grayson Waller. So they kind of had a little bit of some, you know, beef there. Um, well, I don't want to say beef because it's kind of weird to say beef with him and Shawn Michaels, but they definitely just were not, they were not seen eye to eye is what was happening there. That was the story there. And so Grayson has had, you know, he's competed for the title. He competed against Braun Breaker. His last match on NXT was actually against Carmella Hayes in what was a really, really solid match. We were putting that one over last week. Uh, Grayson Waller's strengths, he's good in the ring. He's not bad at all. I remember when he first started showing up on NXT, I was an instant fan of Grayson Waller. And you can go back and watch those episodes uh, because instantly i was like you know what this guy has something then with the um then he started then we started to see him do all these promos and he became a promo guy very very fast now he is a little bit more or rather he's been compared to the miz he's being compared to like uh, more so the miz but you can also kind of see it a little bit with like austin theory they all three guys kind of have like a similar uh, presentation in terms of how they present themselves on the mic and the way that they talk. But Grayson Waller is very good at getting under people's skin. Now, for some people, because I've talked to people that, you know, don't watch NXT as regular as I do. And they tell me like, oh, I can't get into Grayson Waller. You know, he's this, this and that. And I'm like, nah, you know, he's actually really good. So it really depends on the person and how you feel about it. But he has been compared to like, on like like he has been compared to the Miz and stuff like that but I really do think Grayson Waller is going to be a big name so um I'm really excited for him going to the main roster I'm a fan man so I'm excited to see what they're going to have him do 
pretty deadly. We already knew that they were going to be drafted because that was kind of like the big Easter egg that we were talking about last week because they were in the first ever trunk match with uh, Tony D and Stax Lorenzo. And it ended with them being driven off in a trunk mat in a trunk inside a trunk of the freaking car that they have. Then they got essentially killed on the show. They got killed on the show by Tony D and Stax. <laughs> they did the whole thing where they sleep with the fishes. So everybody pretty much knew that was them getting ridden off. The pros about Pretty Deadly is they are really great in-ring competitors. And their gimmick, their persona is very, very crystal clear. You know exactly what they're supposed to be. And they are entertaining. And they're going to add a whole lot to the, sm uh, to the SmackDown Tag Team Division. Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes has been known on NXT for a very long time now if you if even if you haven't been even if you stopped watching after the black and gold brand or you started watching at the new era of NXT you know some shape or form you know who Cameron Grimes is and Cameron Grimes has not been seen on television for a very long time he was basically kind of uh he it was already basically reported that he was supposed to go to the main roster several months ago. However, it was also reported that they had no creative for him, that they were simply waiting to find creative for Cameron Grimes. And I remember reading that report and thinking, what the hell? How do they not have created for Cameron Grimes. This is a guy who we have seen show a tremendous amount of range when it comes to uh, character. I mean, this guy freaking got over in different ways the guy does the to the moon he did the whole um thing where he got rich and he did that whole program with ted dibiase he had some pretty great matches with la knight as well uh he basically showed himself that he had a lot of range and he's good inside the ring and all of that so i had said here he was one of my predictions going into the draft that he would get drafted to uh to to the main brand to raw or smackdown because it's like if he didn't, that was going to be a really bad sign. So I am so thrilled that Cameron Grimes is on the main roster, and I think he's going to outshine a lot of people. Then we got Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. Now, here's what's going on with this. We had a main event match tonight between Alba Fire, Isla Dawn, defending their tag team titles against Katana and Kaden. Now, you're probably thinking, what? Because all of these people got drafted uh, to some show. So... SmackDown gets Alba and Isla. Kanan and Katana are going to go to Raw. And so really, whoever would have won this, it was going to be like, going to make no difference. Uh, the only difference is that the Raw women's tag team titles, the women's tag team titles are on Raw. Raquel and Liv, who are your current champions, are on Monday Night Raw. So instead, the NXT women's tag team titles are going to SmackDown. Now, I don't know what they're going to do here because they can keep both sets and have one for SmackDown and one for Raw, which is not really ideal because we don't really have that many women's tag teams, or they can find some way to unify the titles and just have the tag teams kind of bounce from, from roster to roster. Uh, I'm curious to see what you guys think and what you guys would prefer. Uh, so send your thoughts in regarding that. But 
that's pretty much what we got with the SmackDown side of the NXT call-ups. But we got a couple of Super Chats, and then we'll run through Raw. And Jake Salazar sends in a Super Chat saying, Love you, Denise. It's cool-down period on these totes, but I'll get you again. Just came to show some support. I'm also watching Alex and Kate. Thank you so much, Jake. I appreciate that. Uh, hey, man, you can send in all your attempts that you possibly want for uh, these nudge jokes. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll keep taking them, Super Chats. James Hammond sends one in saying, Knockouts Division is small and has tag titles too the knockouts division is a i feel like you can't really compare that one to uh the wwe division the women's division they're just very they're a little different but i feel like they have managed like one of the things that i've always thought that impact is really good at and this goes also for the men's and the women's division doesn't matter is that they always find ways for fresh matchups, even with the smaller roster that they have. And I remember that being something that I always noticed when I was covering Impact more on a week on a monthly basis before. And so that was something that always stood out to me with Impact Wrestling. But Malik Black sends in a super chat saying Grayson already has two feuds on SmackDown, uh, AJ and LA Knight. Uh, there's a lot of different options for Grayson over on SmackDown. Um, one of the names that I mentioned on the Raw post show is I would actually like to see him mix it in there with Edge. I feel like that would be new. That would be different. They It would be different for Edge. It would be cool for Grayson to instantly get him in something that matters. Um, that could be something there. And I'm looking here. Austin Theory is clearly there. And so is Ellie Knight, like Malik just mentioned, you can do something with them because those are people that are going to instantly clash with one another. So they can also do something along those lines. Uh, you can even maybe get them in there with Karrion Cross because Grayson Waller has a lot of personality and Karrion Cross doesn't. So I almost feel like you can, maybe he can kind of get something from, you know, feuding with Grayson Waller. So I would actually like to see something like that too. Um, or even or even him and Sheamus where he kind of just gets on Sheamus's last freaking nerves and um, what do you call it? Um, sorry, I'm just like making sure I'm like looking at this properly. Uh, am I on the right roster? Sorry, I'm trying to remember who got drafted where uh, and everything. Yes. Okay. Sorry, guys. I had a brain fart. Um, okay. So Sheamus is another one where I'm like, he could be getting on Seamus's last nerves and Seamus could be like, I'm going to teach you a mother effing lesson and just bam, 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 get them chops in on Grayson Waller and welcome to the roster, kid. Or you could even have him do something with Rick Boogs uh, because Rick Boogs hasn't had anything really major happening with him. That could be something there. I would say Cameron Grimes, but I don't want to see the NXT guys intertwined right away. I want to see them kind of mix it in with some of the other guys first. But there you go. Some ideas. Malik Black, thank you so much for the super chat. Um, we got Mike Perker here who sends a super chat in saying Grayson Waller is an excellent heel is that he does nothing to make you like him or be a cool heel. That's been a lost art. Uh, thank you so much to Mike Parker for also breaking down this about Grayson Waller and sending in the super chat. All right, so uh, let me just catch up with everybody here. John Deller sends in a super chat saying, I knew Alba and Isla would win so bad. Girls could face off with good girls, live in Raquel and titles unified and defended on any brand. I would really like that you already have, you're right, you have your good guys, you have your bad guys, and you can have them do something there, unify the titles, and just, you know, make things feel a lot more, 
make the decisions feel stronger instead of highlighting the fact that they're a little bit on the slim side with the tag teams. Uh, so thank you so much to John Deller as well. All right, everyone. So now let's get into the Raw side and who was drafted from NXT to um, to Raw. So we got the NXT Women's Champion, Indy Hartwell. We already covered that. We have Apollo Crews. Now I'm a little worried for Apollo Crews. And the, the reason why I'm worried for Apollo Crews is that he's somebody that went from the main roster to NXT. And here's the thing. That was kind of better for him. It worked out so much more to see Apollo in NXT because on the main roster, he was literally having to do a fake Nigerian accent that ended up being brought up in the lawsuit that is happening that uh, the former writer from WWE is suing Vince McMahon and WWE. And part of one of the things that's brought up is Apollo Crews' uh, character that he was doing uh, on the main roster. And I interviewed Apollo Crews and asked him about, you know, how he felt doing that. And he told me, I didn't feel comfortable. Like, I wasn't too crazy about having, I'm, I don't remember exactly the words that he used, but he, paraphrasing, he basically said that he wasn't too, uh, you know, too thrilled about having to fake the accent, right? So anyways, so it wasn't going good for Apollo Crews on the main roster. And so then when he went over to NXT, we were getting to see him have a lot of good matches. Uh, he had a pretty a pretty good match with Braun Breaker, which I remember enjoying. That was pretty good at deadline. And then uh, he had some other matches too, and I'm blanking right now on them. But he did some good stuff though. And the character was very different. He was having visions. He was writing in his diary, totally different from what you were seeing on the main roster. So I am a little bit worried for Apollo Crews because I do think that he was a good body to have on NXT for just somebody that you wanted to have good matches with, you know? So I don't know how things are going to go for Apollo on, on the main roster. We'll see. Hope for the best. Uh, JD McDonough. So JD McDonough is... Um, Today, we saw his last match on NXT, and it was against Dragon Lee. And guys, I'm just going to give it all, all the money, all the bills, all the stars, all the flames, all the emojis, whatever. This was the match of the night. Dragon Lee versus JD McDonough. Uh, if you did not watch this match, I highly recommend that you actually go out of your way to check this one out because this one was really good. So... Um, just some really quick highlights from this match is we pretty much saw Dragon Lee was kind of, I don't want to say the, the star in this match because that would take away from JD McDonough, but Dragon Lee, goddamn, he was very entertaining to watch here because he went in there and he was kind of like the, the dominant one for the start of this match. He was kind of the one getting in all of the big spots, all of the big moments, getting JD McDonough with these uh, running drop kicks. And, and there's one moment where there's like a weird distraction that I didn't care for. But aside from that, it was still a really good match. Dragon Lee has a, a, a tope. He does a, a, a stomp off the top rope. So he's really getting getting in a lot of his shit in there right there's a really great exchange where 
on the outside, you're seeing Dragon Lee and JD McDonough exchange a couple of chops, not too many, just a couple. And then Dragon Lee gets him with a really brutal knee. And at one point, we see Dragon Lee almost get counted out. But then they go back into the actual ring. And when we go in there, we see a snap German suplex and a poison Rana from Dragon Lee. And then afterwards, you're thinking like, oh, Dragon Lee has this in the bag? No. JD McDonough comes in and gets him with a killer lariat. And that was a really cool moment. That was my favorite spot in this match here. Um, we had a really nice countering of um, the way Dragon Lee countered. Power Bomb was really good throughout this match. Uh, Spanish Fly from JD McDonough. And then finally, we see a Brain Buster be hit from... Um, from JD to Dragon Lee, it's a near fall. Eventually we do see JD McDonough win, but basically all in all, I just wanna say that this was an explosive match. Dragon Lee looked really good in this, even though he lost. He basically kind of proved like, yeah, he should be up there having these top matches with whoever is the, whoever's the top, whoever you consider the top of NXT, Dragon Lee needs to be there with them, FYI. If you didn't already feel this way already. JD McDonough, this was a perfect farewell match. And I feel like if somebody who didn't know who JD McDonough was or hasn't been keeping up, if they just randomly tuned into NXT today just to see what's up, I feel like this was something that kind of got those people excited for what he might possibly be able to do on the main roster. So I think JD McDonough was a phenomenal pick to uh, go over to Rod. He's going to add some good depth. Uh, you know, wherever they have them, however they have them placed on that roster. So that's a really good name too. Um, Malik Black sends in a super chat saying after tonight, JD is going to be huge on Raw. Like he already was, guys, because he's been having really great matches on um, on NXT. But, uh, you know, obviously the main roster, the main people that don't watch NXT are not going to know that. So I do hope that we get to see him, you know, really mix it in there. I'm trying to think, hold on one second. Who would I like to see JD McDonough? Uh, go up against I think JD McDonough and let me see let me see who do they have obviously you got Gunther in there that's gonna be fun you might want to see that Matt Riddle's another one that you would definitely want to see him mix it in there with Drew McIntyre is another one Shinsuke Nakamura is another name that I want to throw out there that I would like to see him have a match with and oh Chad Gable Chad Gable's on the Raw roster there you go there are some good names, uh, some good matchups to be had with JD McDonough and uh, on Raw. Uh, thank you so much to Malik Black for that super chat. Andrew Cool sends in a super chat saying, Wish Malik Blade and Idris Anofi went with Odyssey Jones. So, you know, we got to see them team up a bit, but not too much, though. So Odyssey Jones, I feel like recently has kind of been doing his own thing. We haven't seen much of Malik Blade and Idris Anofi. And then like the last couple of months, I don't know what's up with them. Uh, I haven't been keep, I guess I haven't heard anything from them. So I may be a little bit out of the loop on what's going on with Malik Blade. I need your snow fee. I might've forgotten something, but uh, we haven't really seen too much of them. They are a really good tag team, uh, but they still, they're still, you know, can finish, you know, learning a little bit more and doing a little bit more and getting more experience on NXT. Uh, thank you so much to Andrew Cool for that super chat. Um, all right, so we got another one here from Stephen Marchuli who says, JG, JD McDonough and the Judgment Day. Huh. I didn't think about that. I don't know. He does have like a very, he has like a very serious face. Actually, his face is in this thumbnail and you can see that in the thumbnail. It's like a very serious face. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> so because of the serious face and how he always talks about how he likes to break down body parts and this, this and that and whatever else that he was saying a couple months back on NXT, uh, because of those two things, I could see him in Judgment Day, but I don't know. Uh, Steven, thank you so much for the super chat. Oh, yeah, Charles mentioned Seth Rollins versus JD McDonough is another one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, Charles. You know what's up. All right. So um, Zoe Stark is another name that's being going over to Raw. Zoe Stark is really good in ring wise. I feel like with the Raw women's roster, she's going to be someone that I would definitely like to see mix it in there with a lot of people. She could be a great a challenger to Rhea Ripley. She can have some good matches with Chelsea Green, Sonya Deville, uh, Ronda Rousey, Liv Morgan, Candice LeRae, because I really want them to have Candice LeRae wrestle more. Um, Becky Lynch. With everybody, I think she's going to be a great addition. Uh, Odyssey Jones is one that I wasn't expecting to see get called up. And the only reason I say that is because I've actually been wanting them to do more with Odyssey Jones on NXT. And we didn't really get that. Like we got a nice little preview of Odyssey Jones, like when he first kind of got started in NXT. But then he was gone for a bit. I think it was due to injury, if I remember correctly. And then he came back and we never really got things going for him again. But he is somebody that so he's going to be on raw on the same brand as Bronson Reed. So that's actually a little interesting because Bronson Reed is probably the most person that's most similar. He's most similar to being somebody like Bronson Reed. So the fact that they're going to be on the same roster and with Otis too. Oh, you got all the beefy guys over there. You got all the beefy guys there. Holy dang, just realized it. All right. Then Katana and Kaden, we've talked about them again as already. Jinder Mahal, Veer, Mag Jinder Mahal, Veer, Veer and Sangha and Desher are going to Raw. Veer was just there. <laughs> Veer was just there. They went on NXT. It really wasn't too great for them. They had a, the most notable thing that they did on NXT was a feud with the Creed brothers, which didn't necessarily hit the way that I think they wanted to. So this is, uh, we'll see what they do with them there. Um, then the free agents are Zion Quinn and Von Wagner. And both Zion Quinn and Von Wagner pretty much have something in common. And that is that they haven't really done much on NXT. So these definitely feel like make it or break it moments for both Zion and Von Wagner. They haven't necessarily been fan favorites. So I hope they do well on the main roster. We'll see. But those are the people, those are the 18 NXT wrestlers that were called up to the 2023 draft. Now we got so much more to talk about in regards to NXT. But before we get to all of that, everybody, give me a second here to put over our very lovely sponsors. WrestleRumble.com presents the Backlash Pick'em Contest. Uh, Backlash is taking place this Saturday. Uh, we're going to be seeing uh, Damian Priest versus Bad Bunny, Rhea Ripley versus Zelina Vega, and so much more. And if you're really good at predictions and you're like, you know what, I'm really good at predicting wrestling stuff, and you want to make some extra cash, I highly suggest you enter WrestleRumble.com's Backlash Pick'em Contest because basically the more stuff you predict correctly, the more points you get and you actually can win some money. Um, the 
third and second place winners will take home $100 and the first place winner will take $1,000. Believe it or not, one of my viewers a couple months ago legitimately won $1,000. And I'm not going to lie, I was low-key super jealous because like, damn, we could all use $1,000 for reals. Um, so, so seriously, WrestleRumble.com, check it out. Make sure to enter the Pick'em Contest. The deadline closes on Saturday, May 6th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time at WrestleRumble.com. All right. Oh, man, I'm so glad you guys couldn't see me during that. By the way, I do my best ad reads when they're not scripted. I love them. I just like freaking wing it. I'm like, here we go. Like no scripts. Let's just go for it. And whatever comes out, comes out. Um, when I script myself on my ad reads, oh man, you can tell I really messed them up. But when I just like wing it, it's good stuff. Anyway, support Russell Rumble, guys. Uh, Jared sends in a super chat saying NXT cut rated. You think the hiring freeze will end? I don't know, guys. Right now they have um, the rosters feel fresh. The rosters feel fresh. They feel exciting right now in terms of all of the different potential matchups, new feuds that can be done. Um, I think they feel pretty good right now. I don't know the hiring freeze when or when it's going to end or I have no idea. Uh, but thank you so much to Jared for also sending in this super chat. All right, so um, now let's go ahead and get into some of the other items that we saw on NXT. And we saw Wesley versus Drew Gulak for the NXT North American Championship. This one was okay. You know, really the big thing that came of this match is after Wesley defeated Drew Gulak. So during this, we ended up seeing, during this match, we saw Charlie Dempsey basically try and cost Wesley the championship, try and cost him the match that Drew Gulak could win. But Tyler Bate was there to have his back. So they've kind of been a little bit, they've been homies right now. They've been homies. But Tyler Bate has an end goal. And the end goal clearly is to get that NXT North American championship because boy, Tyler Bate had them eyes on the NXT North American championship, man. He had his eye on the prize and i'm glad because tyler Bate is an incredible wrestler and i want to see him and wesley mix it up so i'm happy about that next up we had a trick williams promo so in this trick william promo um He's basically talking about how Carmelo Hayes got banged up because he was put through uh, put through the wall by Braun Breaker. I believe it was, what was it, last week's NXT. We were talking about it. He's just putting over Carmelo Hayes. He's interrupted by Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker says he hates Carmelo Hayes being champ. And he is basically, they make a match here where we're going to be seeing Trick Williams versus Braun Breaker. Uh, I believe it's going to be happening next week. But here's the thing, guys. This was not a strong segment. And here's my criticism of this segment. Braun Breaker. He was getting Braun Breaker sucks chants that were overflowing and were overtaking the entire thing. Like, I can't explain it. Like, he really needed to find a way to basically take back the power, you know? When you got people overflowing and basically just, you can't even hear, you can't even hear what Braun Breaker's saying or what he even wants to say because these Braun Breaker sucks chants are so loud and he just completely ignored them like they weren't happening. And I would have really liked for him to kind of address them address the crowd, maybe bury them, say something to either anger them more or something. But I kind of felt like he didn't know how to react yet. So I feel like that's definitely something that um, 
I would like to see kind of, you know, for Braun Breaker, I, I think that's definitely something he probably has to do in the near future. Because if you're getting these like Braun Breaker sucks chance and like he didn't even acknowledge them, uh, I felt like that was definitely something that needed to be acknowledged from the crowd. So, uh, I don't know, guys, but let's see what else we got here. I just feel like <laughs> Zinawawa says they said hospital three times. Oh, man. Uh, John Deller says not the kind of heat that Dom gets. No, it's totally different heat. Like, I'm not going to compare the two. I feel like you can't even compare the two. It's just two different stories, two different two different people, and two different reasons why they're getting you know, the heat that they're getting. But I, I really kind of just felt like right now, like so we're seeing heel braun breaker like that's what we're seeing right now but so far with heel braun breaker we've been seeing him in matches with guys where i'm just like oh well, i'm not really too interested you know you're seeing him in andre chase i wasn't too interested we're gonna see him in trick williams i'm not this is not peak interest for me so it does kind of feel like now we're getting when he he was champion obviously he was getting you know, the top caliber top caliber guys right and now we're we're not getting those top caliber matches clearly because he's not champion anymore but it does feel like a big dip in what Braun Breaker was doing before in terms of in terms of quality of matches and programs to what we're kind of getting now now of course once this is whole thing is you know surrounding him and Carmelo Hayes but we've seen him in Carmelo Hayes so this is not necessarily new so I still like that we're, you know, going to be getting most likely the rematch with Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes at some point, probably Battleground. That's when that's going to be happening. But it does kind of feel like it still feels a little bit like a dip right now. But I guess it's fine because we're still going to get Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes. So I just hope that it kind of just feels a little bit stronger for well, I hope it feels a little stronger for him, honestly. Um, and let's see what else we got here. Uh, I know we're getting a lot of different thoughts on uh you know, the Braun Breaker stuff and his heat versus uh, versus his heat is totally different. Uh, and yeah, Charles just asked, Braun Breaker didn't get drafted. No, uh, he did not get drafted. But I feel like, you know, he was one of the, I feel like because these names, you were so sure, you were so sure, or at least a lot of us felt like it was definitely going to be Braun Breaker and Roxanne Perez when you think of men and women that were going to get drafted. And I almost feel like they didn't want us to predict that. They were like, no. We can't have that. They're not going to be because you think it's going to happen. It's not going to happen. I don't know. Um, all right, let's see what else we got here. And uh, let's see what else we got. So let's press on into after this. We got Gigi Dolan versus JC Jane part two. So their first match with Gigi Dolan and JC Jane did not necessarily go too well in terms of it really wasn't that good. It didn't feel as heated as basically the story between Gigi and JC, whenever they're on the mic, whenever they're uh, doing anything like that, the story, it feels really, really hot. It feels heated. You care about their feud between Gigi and JC, but that didn't necessarily match what we were seeing in ring. And so it didn't really match with the first match. With this one, I thought it was definitely a lot better than the, the first match, but there's still clearly a lot more that they can still do there. Um, they're clearly extending this out a lot more, which they should, because this is a story with the history between Gigi and JC. You want to see the story get extended out. And I really like how they kind of made this kind of dark because Gigi Dolan basically opened up previously about the abuse that she received at the hands of her mother. And she talked a lot about her upbringing and she's incorporated her family into this. So her brother was at ringside today and her brother's 
kind of part of this story now. And so JC Jane gets busted open, by the way, at, towards the latter end of this match. She is basically, she's has her head down by the steel steps and Gigi is like kicking her and kicking her and kicking her. And then by the time she comes back up, she's like busted open. And so she's like really thriving in it, by the way. She's like, yeah, like really feeling the blood. I really like that for JC Jane. Ooh, hardcore JC Jane. I think she might really feel it there. But anyways, so I liked this for JC. But anyways, so afterwards, we end up seeing, uh, we end up seeing at the end of this, there's a moment where JC Jane continues the attack on Gigi, but as she's stomping her, as she's stomping her during this match, her brother who's on ringside, she's basically telling him like, does this remind you of your mother? Does this bring back memories? Now, I don't know about you guys, but I was like, damn, holy damn, she just went there. Uh, look, I'm all here for if it's going to make the story better, if it's going to add to this, if it's going to add to your heel work, then you know what? You do what you want in this story. But damn, was that freaking savage. Does this remind you of your mother? Does this bring back memories? Think about that. Damn, that was freaking crazy. So um, uh, we got Ryan Lambert, by the way, who's a YouTube member here. He says, JC is just so dang good. Total star. Uh, I really like JC Jane. I've been a fan of hers. I, I feel like she's definitely stood out when she was a toxic attraction and this and that. But anyways, I can't wait to see this unfold in a beautiful, hardcore match between Gigi and JC because I think that's where it should culminate, something along those lines. This has just gotten too serious for it to have no weapons. Bring the weapons. We need the weapons. Um, but there we go. And so now, oh, Easy 99 suggests JC Jane versus Gigi Dolan in a last woman standing at NXT Battleground. I would like that. I think they'll extend it past Battleground, though. I think this is a story that has a lot of leg, and you can even extend this past Battleground. So, but you can definitely do something there. Um, all right. So, this is also from Christopher Smith, kind of was basically kind of raining down a little bit of what I just said, but he says, because the promos, camera work, care work, character work, and hype make this feel personal, but the matches themselves seem way off. Yeah, I can disagree because I did kind of feel this way uh, about their first, more so about their first encounter. Their second encounter, not as much, but more so the first encounter, yes. Now, um, we are going to go ahead and press on from here and get into uh, Axiom versus Scripps. So two things that came out of this that I thought were good. Sorry, I'm trying to decide where to start here. As you can see, my wheels are spinning. But Axiom versus Scripps. Scripps looked good in this. He had some good spots. Good stuff. He even had this moment off the commentary table where he did, I don't even know, man. He did like a freaking cartwheel midair. I mean, the guy did Cirque du Soleil. So he can do some freaky shit with his body, okay? <laughs> he can do some flashy stuff, all right? And uh, we see Axiom get the win. He hits the golden ratio. This was a fun match. Afterwards, though, he unmasked scripts. Now, what have we been talking about on the show whenever we talk about scripts? They dropped the ball on this poor guy when he made his debut on NXT because they gave him the worst 
freaking mask ever, the worst gear ever, with a story with a character arc that did not make sense from the vignettes to what we were seeing on TV, did not match. Like they did not go together. And so we've talked about this. First impressions matter, and the script's first impression was really, really bad. And I was literally sitting here like a week ago or two weeks ago saying, please just start all over with Reggie here. Let's give the kid a chance, man. Let's take off the clothes. No more orange, no more whatever freaking thing we've been seeing with him. Let's scrap all of it and start brand new because I do think because he's so flashy that he can definitely do something on NXT. He can definitely be entertaining. You're going to go ooh and ah whenever he does those things. But you need to get rid of the script's presentation. It's weighing him way down. So I have hope because today they took the mask off of him. And even Booker was like, you know how that is, right? Obviously, we all know it's Reggie, but, you know, kayfabe, we got to pretend we don't know it's Reggie. But uh, I really hope that that's it for the script's character. I hope this means, I mean, you can't put the... He just can't come back and be like, oh, hey, I got the mask on again, even though you guys all know that I'm Reggie. Like, let's do something different with him. Uh, there's an opportunity there for him. Just no more scripts. Let's scrap scripts. Scrap it. Steven Marchuli sends in a super chat saying Tiffany Stratton versus Roxanne Perez. Uh, Prince, the money Stratton on the main roster can have horsewoman level success, in my opinion. I feel like Tiffany Stratton and Roxanne Perez is always a direction we felt that we were going in. And I feel like that's still going to be like the thing. Uh, and we're just making our way there, though. We're making our way there. Of course, you know, it's going to be very telling to see how they uh, structure out this tournament, who ends up being in the finals, how they end up going about that. That's going to be very interesting. But there's still so much story to tell with Tiffany and so much story to tell with Roxanne. And uh, we need to get a fair run with Roxanne as NXT Women's Champion. But also, I definitely want to see Tiffany Stratton in her, you know, Tiffany Epiphany, her Tiffy moment. And all these little things that she does. She's very, she's a very fun person to watch on TV. Uh, Stephen Marchuli, thank you so much for the continuous support, man. Uh, Ryan Lambert, a, a YouTube member here says, I'm looking forward to how they play this off with Reggie. I hope so too. And I really hope that this is the, the that they're done. Zeno Hour says, pour one out for scripts. Pour it out. That's it. Let's move on. All right, we already talked about Dragon Lee versus JD McDonough. If you missed that, you can rewind that. Before we move into the rest of NXT, guys, so um, I want to thank you so much for those of you who already left some uh, podcast comments over on the Apple podcast. So one of the things that I mentioned just to help further continue grow this show is if you guys can, if you've listened to the show, if you guys are fans of the show, uh, please at any point do leave a, a review on Apple podcasts. They really help me out. The link is in the uh, description box below, but I'm really trying to hit a hundred reviews by the end of the year, which doesn't seem like too many, but I know it's a lot harder to get people to leave a review on Apple podcasts. I officially have 27 and I got this really nice review from Steven uh, he rated this five stars. Thank you, Steven. And he says, um, 
Love everything Denise does. She puts her heart and soul into everything. What makes Denise so amazing is how she treats her listeners and supporters, which is like a friend. I don't feel like I'm just a number. I feel like I'm a valued friend. Denise has always engaged and treated me like as we have been friends for life watching wrestling. Denise really does care about her audience and supporters, which is why I will always support. Thank you so much, Stephen, for leaving this very generous uh, review here. Um, please, guys, if you can, I'm going to be highlighting a new review on the shows as they come through. Uh, so please do send them in and i'm hoping to get to 100 reviews by the end of the year we're at 27 right now so uh, we got a little ways to go but i'll be promoting those as we move forward throughout the show all right so um we still got a couple more things to talk about but also if you are a uh, youtube member um you will be allowed to come into the stream here today so if you want to talk about what happened today on the show you are more than welcome to uh head on over right now to the community tab on the uh page for members and i have officially posted the link so if you want to hop in and give your thoughts on the wb draft the nxt people that were uh called in or uh, any of your thoughts on NXT, I will be saving that for the final segment of the show. I have posted the link already in the YouTube uh, members community chat. So check it out there and you can hop on in. Uh, again, if you are a YouTube member, you are invited to come on in. Heidi Ho sends in a super chat. Thank you so much to Heidi Ho who says, I love Roxanne, but I really need Tiffany as a champion. She would make a great heel champ with feuding with Roxanne. It would be perfect. Yin and yang, you need that. You need a very, very strong baby face and a very strong heel. And I do think that both Roxanne and Tiffany are definitely people that can do that. So um, I definitely feel that's where the money's at for the women right now. That's the program that I think has people kind of, you know, feeling, you know, an anticipation for, feeling an anticipation for. Uh, thank you so much to Heidi Ho for that. Um, okay, and I want to make sure I actually posted the link. If anybody has any troubles, please let me know because I don't want to uh, mess up anything. So uh, let me know. I hope I didn't put... Okay, Ooh, good. I'm seeing people come in. I was worried that I posted the wrong link or it wasn't working or something like that. All right, so I'll get to that in a second, but let's talk about Danny Palmer. So Danny Palmer officially made her NXT debut here today against Tatum Paxley. Now, Earlier in the show, I said that uh, Danny Palmer, or rather, I said that the NXT women's division is looking really strong. I mentioned how they, uh, you know, have given us a huge variety with the women. They've grown a lot in their progression, and you can see some growth, at least in every individual female competitor. And so um, with Danny Palmer, this was her first time, you know, here on NXT. So that was really cool to see. Um, just a little background on her because I kind of found her very impressive. So she, I felt by the way that her debut was fair. It was good. There was, she did a good job. And one of the things that I noticed about her is that you can tell she's very excited to be there and to be doing this job and to be having this opportunity. And so Danny Palmer, she's like 25 years old, apparently. She's been in WWE for less than a year. She has a background in acrobatics and tumbling from Baylor University. For 2020, she was the Baylor Female Scholar and Athlete of the Year. So she's got brains and athleticism. She's super fit. She competes in bikini competitions. She apparently even has her own fitness um, bits business. And she was recruited back in August of 2022. And one of the things that I kind of 
thought about as I was, you know, um, thinking about Danny Palmer was when Shawn Michaels did his press conference, and you can watch that here on this YouTube channel. When she did, when he did the press conference, one of the things that he mentioned was that there are certain people that get wrestling a lot faster that are athletes that don't come from wrestling. So, you know, all of these different athletes have been have been coming in through the next in line program, this and that. He mentioned that the ones that he feels have been doing the best are the gymnasts. He says that the gymnasts are kind of the ones that get wrestling a little bit faster. And so that was something that I kind of felt was true because you think about Tiffany Stratton, she was a former gymnast. And now we're seeing Danny Palmer. We've also seen So Ruka. She's done a phenomenal job as well. Um, so it has been something that definitely stood out in my mind as to what he said. She also had a really nice for her finisher. She did a split legged um frog splash and it looked really good because she got some good height and so it looks pretty nice um all right and last but not least let's talk about the matches that we're going to be seeing next week and then i'll go ahead and pull in uh the youtube members that want to hop on in so again if you are a youtube member and you want to get your thoughts in here about nxt today's show or the wb draft in regards to the nxt talent uh feel free to hop on in i posted the link in the uh members community tab but we are Going to be getting Elia Dragunov versus uh, versus Dijak next week, and uh, this was something that was made last week. We had an attack, so I'm really looking forward to this match. I think this is going to be a good one. We're also going to be seeing Gallus versus the Dyad for the NXT Championship next week. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do here because it has been noted that the Dyad don't want to be part of WWE no more. They want out, so I don't know if they're going to give them the tag team championships. So I'm assuming that Gallus is most likely going to retain. Now, before we bring in our YouTube members, heads up, guys! If you do want to join, you are more than welcome to join the YouTube members. You just click join uh, at a monthly fee and they'll explain all the details to you what YouTube does the job for me. But also tomorrow, I will be back to talk about AEW Dynamite and then SmackDown. I will be here to talk about that on Friday. So uh, please make sure you guys join those streams as well. But let's go ahead and bring in uh, some of our uh, YouTube members here and hear their thoughts. I'm going to go ahead and kick things off with um, our good friend, Mike Parker. Um, Mike, thank you so much for returning here on the show. Uh, nice to see you again. What's on your mind today? Um, I... I had mentioned it before. Uh, I completely agree about unifying those tag team titles for right now. I mean, if they need to bring them back in NXT at some point, there's no reason they can't unify them right now. And I think uh, Isla Dawn and Alba Fire should be like the centerpiece of the division. And you've got then so many teams across the uh, two brands that there's a lot of combinations there. You can even go back to the match uh, that they had tonight against Caden and Katana. I think there's a lot of potential there. Awesome, Mike. Thank you so much for hopping on in. It was nice to see you again. And uh, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about what Mike Parker had to say here. I completely agree with, you know, we were talking about what they're going to do with the future of the women's tag team titles. And I do legitimately think that, again, you don't want to show the flaws in the roster, right? You don't want to highlight any of those flaws. You want to highlight the strengths. And the way to do so is if you have cha the unified champions, you know, 
going from brand to brand, it makes them stronger fighting champions, gives them variety, and it doesn't point out the flaws in the fact that there aren't that many tag teams for the women. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and bring in Hunter Tillman. Uh, Hunter, uh, Hunter, good to see you. Hi, yeah. how are oh you? Oh my gosh. I'm good. Thank you so much for all of your support, man. Every time I see your name, I'm like, yay, Hunter's here. How Thank are you? Let's try and tune in. <laughs> yes. Um, so do you have any thoughts on NXT or the draft or anything that you wanted to touch on here today? Okay, so I am really happy that they finally decided to draft Caden and Katana. It's been long overdue. Um they're just two incredible athletes and they're gonna shine on the main roster and i'm happy that they're rebuilding the women's tag team division because it's been needed for a very long time it's been like they've just been throwing random people together that haven't really been meshing well so i'm just happy that they decided to finally pull the trigger with that I completely agree with you too, because they are a fun team. Like, I feel like when you see them go out there and you see, I, I know it was Katana, uh, she's always doing things where you're like, wait, she can do that? Because she has this like frequent, freakish athletic ability. And I feel like she's, I feel like they almost, they're similar to like Ricochet and Braun Strowman, where mm -hmm. they go out there and, you know, they do those things that kind of get the ca the crowds really like into it. You know, your casuals that go to SmackDown every week or whatever. And I feel like you need that for the women and i do think that katana and kaden could kind of be that oh yeah they can definitely elevate the women's division tremendously awesome well hunter thank you so much for coming in here for all your support and for also uh, sh uh sharing your thoughts on what you think about the women's tag team division thank you so much hunter thank you for having me thank you Alrighty, everyone. And we're going to go ahead and continue on. Um, also, for those of you who are watching, who are tuning in, feel free to send in your thoughts and how you guys feel about this. And Jeremy Ruh, who's also a YouTube member, mentions Katana competed on Ninja Warrior. She did. Uh, and that's a very hard show uh, to compete on. Um, Let's see, we also got Jared here who says that the KCs will be the top faces. Hopefully, I really, really hope so. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and bring in uh, Steven. Uh, Steven, What's hey. Up? Thank you so much for all the love, man. Uh, you are one of my uh, huge supporters and I really, really thank that. Uh, thank you for that. Um, what's on your mind today? Where do you want to start? <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's like, like the good. thing that's most sticking out to you? about the draft um, or, or NXT today? Um, as far as NXT, um, you know, Indy having to rel relinquish the title, which makes me wonder, I wonder if um, if the injury caused her to be called up. Her having you think, the injury, why do you think that? Mainly because, you know, if the injury was going to keep her out for a, a while, she was going to have to relinquish the title. Maybe they thought, well, you know what? Let's go ahead and bring her up. That way she can heal up and then she'll be fresh and ready to go for the main roster. That's kind of the first thing that came to my mind when she got called up. That's interesting because I kind of saw it more so as, you know, she's been in NXT for such a long time and she's a good personality that that's why I thought they would have gone about it that way. Obviously with the, uh, with the injury getting in the way, it did feel a little bit weird, especially because they did have an opportunity to take the title off of her so it wouldn't get so mm -hmm. messy and they wouldn't have to wait, you know, four weeks or whatever to crown a new champion. So and that is an interesting perspective from you. Is there anything else that you wanted to mention? And then obviously um, the women's tag titles, like they called up the two best teams as well. So that was kind of like, whoa, that's kind of mind blowing. 
they called up the two best teams in NXT. It's definitely taking out like all the meat of the NXT tag team division. Like that pretty much was the tag team division. Katana, Kaden, Isla, mm-hmm. and Alba. Like that was it right there. And then of course, you know, Alba mentioning, you know, if we win, we'll take the tag titles with us to SmackDown, which I thought that was an interesting comment compared to Indy having to, you know, relinquish, you know, the women's championship. So it almost gives us hope, right? Like the mm-hmm. fact that they're taking them to 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 SmackDown kind of gives us hope that they might unify them uh, mm-hmm. or something, right? Just something. Awesome. So much craziness. <laughs> all right, Stephen. Well, thank you so much for hopping on. I appreciate it. And thank you so much for all your support. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Denise. See you all righty, guys. And um, let's go ahead and continue on from here. Uh, next up, I'm going to go ahead and bring in Alexis. Uh, hey, Alexis, good to see you once again. How are you? Hey, how are you? I was on the Friday Night Smackdown stream before the draft, I think. The first ever one you did. Yeah, yeah, you were on the first one. I remembered you right away. This is why I love doing this. I'm because... surprised you I'm surprised you remember me. Yeah. So most, like... most people don't want to hang out with me. <laughs> well, here's the thing, Alexis. I usually, I usually just hang out with my parents. I don't blame you, man. Having family time. That's awesome. I, I, yeah. I like that too, honestly. But yeah, I'm, if... a, I'm actually a girl, so it's girl. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for letting me know. I wanted to make You're sure welcome. to address you properly. Um, so Alexis, yeah. what, what was your um, you know, what was your uh, your your thoughts on NXT or the draft? Well, for some reason, I feel like brushing my hair and shaving my face. I think I look hideous, but I think that the best part of the draft was that Chad Gable got uh, drafted. I was worried he was going to get fired. Really? Why is that? I was thinking that Roman Reigns was dodging Chad Gable because Chad Gable is the Olympic champion and Roman Reigns is the double WWE world champion. It's interesting that you say that, Alexis. I, that's definitely, um, I wasn't thinking about things in that direction, but it yeah. is an interesting concept. Yeah, it's, um, I, I mean, I booked a lot of, a lot of like pay-per-view quality matches with the draft that was only drafted from SmackDown, imagine if I took those ideas and put them to Raw. I'm not the best booker, but hey, I mean, I, I like bookers, to book on right? video we all, games. We all, we all fantasy book, right? <laughs> yeah, it's part of the part of being a fan, you know, you get in your own head and you're like, oh, I, well, you I fantasy book a little more than a, a, a little more than other fans. <laughs> I take it seriously for some reason. Hey, man. It's still real to us, damn it. Alexis, thank you so much for hopping on again. I appreciate you, man, uh, supporting the show. I really thank you so much. Thank you, Alexis. Thank you. Have a, a good night. Thank you so much, Alexis. Take care. Thanks, you too. All righty, everyone. So, um... Thank you guys so much. I love, so I love doing this. Like not a lot of people do this here on their channel where they invite YouTube members to come on, but I really do believe in, um, how do I explain this, but having like a connection with viewers. So, uh, you guys know this already, but if you are here constantly in the chat or you're leaving comments, uh, afterwards on the videos, like I go in, I read that stuff. I, I remember your usernames. I see your guys' stuff on Twitter. I'm constantly, constantly, um, you know, memorizing people's names and, you know, associating little fun facts to them and stuff like that. And so um, if you guys, uh, if you are a YouTube member, I kind of wanted to do like an extra perk that nobody else is doing out there, at least not in the wrestling space that I know of. And I just think it's a nice thing to have people come on and, you know, just kind of get to be part of the show and get their, uh, 
you know, just get their voice and their perspective and all of that. So if you do want to be a YouTube member, uh, you are more than welcome to uh, join as well. But oh boy, alrighty, everyone. So that was pretty much um, our show today. That was NXT. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I will be back tomorrow for AEW Dynamite. I cannot wait. It's going to be a fun show. And I cannot wait to talk about AEW Dynamite. So I will see you guys back here for that. And uh, please feel free. Do not forget to subscribe. Uh, do not forget to subscribe to the channel. Give some love over to WrestleRumble.com. And I will see you guys back here on Wednesday. Bye, everyone. Oh, Bye, everyone.